Welcome to Frank Coach's Franchising 101 podcast series. Here we talk about all things franchising. What is it all about? Is it for you? How do you find the best one to own? And so much more. Now your host, Tim Parmeter. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the latest edition of Fran Coach's Franchising 101 podcast. I am Tim Parmeter, founder and CEO of Fran Coach, and your Franchising 101 host. Today, we have one of our franchise partners joining us today to talk about their brand. Well, and that's technically not true because it's not just one franchise, but this guest is one of part of one of the really one of the largest franchising groups in the entire world. And it would require all your fingers and toes, and you may have to borrow some to count how many franchise brands that they have under their umbrella. Um, so we're going to learn all about what it's like to be part of a big group like this um, and how it can help you succeed as a franchise owner. Uh, first, a uh, quick little reminder on Fran Coach: who we are. We are a national search firm dedicated to working with individuals who are interested in owning a business. Uh, we are partnered with over 600 of the top franchisors in the country, spanning nearly 60 industries. Our goal is to help clients find the absolute best franchise for them to own. And the goal of the Franchising 101 podcast is to help educate you on all aspects of franchise ownership. Uh, So today we're excited to talk to uh, our wonderful guest, who is the Vice President of Franchise Development for Neighborly Brands, Mr. Pat Hyland. Pat, how are you, sir? Good, Tim. Thanks for having me today. We are uh, just thrilled, thrilled to talk with you and big fan of uh, everything going on at, uh, at, at Neighborly. We've had a couple of your, uh, couple of your minions on in the past to, uh, to talk about specific brands, but we want to really hear everything about Neighborly and, and just really some of the amazing benefits of um, having, having, having such a huge support group behind you. So before we start pummeling you with questions about Neighborly, we care more about you. And uh, here's a question I don't even know the answer to for you, Pat. Tell us how you got into this kind of crazy thing that is franchising. Well, you know, I don't know if anybody ever plans on getting into franchising. They find themselves there, right? And uh, I, this is the year, this year will be my 30th year of working with and around Neighborly. Uh, the wow. first 17 years, my wife and I were living in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. We owned a manufacturing business, and we used to manufacture equipment for the service space. And that's how we got to know many of the neighborly brands at that time, and like the Rainbow Internationals and the AirServes and Mr. Appliance, and sell them our equipment to the franchisees, as well as other franchisors and independent contractors. After we sold that business in 2010 to a venture capitalist, I was going to go down the path to Tim Parmeter and be a, consider being a franchise co- coach and helping people and aspiring entrepreneurs find the right opportunities. So I started getting all these agreements together with these franchisors I developed relationships with over the years because I love that space. And one of them was uh, Neighborly at that time, who I truly admired because uh, of their culture and their code of values that they lived through, not only through their growth team and their leadership, but also down through their network. Well, <laughs> long story short, they said, hey, we just launched this new brand called The Grounds Guys, and we want you to consider moving down to Waco. And my wife was like, Waco? You know, <laughs> Waco wasn't cool back then, Tim. And uh, we didn't have Chip and Joanna Gaines and all that stuff going on. We were known for other things, actually. And um, so came and worked directly with Neighborly now for the last 13 years. 
And another uh, interesting fact is my wife and I are also multi-unit, multi-concept owners of our own uh, of franchising. We believe in this space. We believe what franchising can do for entrepreneurs, for them and their family and their legacy. So uh, it's not some, and, and by the way, that's true for a lot of our associates in some way. Uh, they really live out what, you know, we, we coach and we help people, you know, as they go through a quality decision-making process. Yeah. And, and your, your, your comment and your story is pretty similar to most. I think there's really been, of all the people I've had on, I've asked that question to, I think there's only one person that didn't kind of dumb luck their way into it. And that guy's dad had owned like multiple franchises, right? So he got, he, he got sucked into it at birth basically, right? So that, and, but what happens is like, like you, me, so many of us is like, once you get into this, you, you don't leave, you might move around a little bit, right? Or there are people that do what you do, like or with, you know, work for the franchise, but then you own them or you do what, do what we do and you own them or, or vice versa. And, um, you know, we talked before coming on air, right? Like I, like I'm technically on both sides with, with, with doing Fran coach, my wife and I own franchises. She's in, she's on your side of the world. So like, again, once you get sucked into this thing, <laughs> you don't, you don't get out. So, um, I'm still kind of confused on how you said Waco, you wasn't cool as, as if you were implying Waco is cool now. It is cool now. It is, okay. you know, right okay. when we moved here, that's when Baylor started doing well. Chip and Joanna started showing up. The city and the town, the town of Waco looks completely different than it was years ago. As a matter of fact, we've had so many people from throughout the country uh, and really throughout the world moved to Waco now. And uh, they've built a lot of really good infrastructure and it, it's turned out neat. really nice. And, and, and you can do the tour of the Chip and jo Joanna Gaines houses, correct? You got it. It's only, uh, you know, four blocks, five blocks away from here. You can go to the silo, jump on a bus and go through El Waco. Yeah. Kind of, kind of crazy. I was, was there actually, what was that last the summer or fall, fall somewhere, somewhere in there, uh, tagging along with my wife cause she had to be there. And like, there was like the solo silo and I'm, I'm a little ignorant because I've never seen one of those episodes. Right. But I got, I got a quick, uh, quick education on that. So, um, Super cool. So neighborly, we have um, lots of different brands and lots isn't a number. So what's the actual number we're at these days? 32. And let me give you a little history on that, Tim. Um, neighborly, then known as the Dwyer Group, when we initially started back in 1981 from Don Dwyer, the first brand was Rainbow International, which was actually a carpet cleaning and dyeing franchise back then. But obviously when DuPont Stainmaster came around, they kind of had to redevelop, you know, the brand and now they're fire and water mitigation. Well, um, when I came on board, which was almost 30 years after they had launched their first brand, we were only the, the brand that we launched at that time was the seventh brand, the ground skies. Wow. And at that time we had just over 1300 franchisees doing about $230 million a year collectively in all sales. Um, today we're at 32 brands worldwide, uh, doing almost $4 billion a year with over 5,500 franchise owners uh, throughout and almost 2,000 corporate office employees to help support our franchise network. So, you know, our goal in the past, Tim, was to be the largest home service franchise or in the world. Well, it took them a while to get to that point, but they ultimately achieved it. And um, at that time, they said, okay, we achieved the goal. What do we do next? And that's when they really 
made the transition to neighborly. Because when you have so many brands under one umbrella servicing the same customer, the focus was to change the name to neighborly. And the goal had changed to where we wanted to become so remarkable that we became a beloved household name. So really helping consumers, just like you think of Amazon as a beloved brand, like getting products quick, easy, you know, fast, back, delivered right to your home. We want people when they start thinking home services for anything within their home that you think of a neighborly brand. So if I, I want to come back to the home service thing here, because uh, I definitely want to talk about that before we get into some of the support mechanisms that Neighborly has for their franchise owners. But if I were to say, I'm going to put 60 seconds on the clock, could you rattle off all 32 in 60 seconds? If you wanted me to, I can get this on the clock. I can. I can. Let me just go for it real quick. Okay, hold on. Let's, let's, let, let's see. So I'm going to give you, give you a countdown here. Okay, let's see if we can do it. All right. Five, four, three, two, one, go. The Glass Doctor, Mr. Handyman, AirServe Heating and Air, Rainbow International, Bright and Beautiful, Molly Made, Precision Door, Shelf Genie, Mr. Electric, Dream Doors, Locatech, Mr. Appliance, Dryer Vent Wizard, Real Property Management, uh, Restoration One in Canada, The Grounds Guys, Mosquito Joe, Countrywide, Grounds Care Maintenance, Window Genie, Housemaster, Five Star Painting, Mr. Rooter Plumbing, Drain Doctor, Portland Glass, Cumberland Country Glass, and Junking. We had like 20 seconds to spare. Take, take a breath, take a drink. Uh, all right. So um, all home service and certainly want to get into some of the connectivity because I think um, you guys, as, as you really kind of made that switch from Dwyer to Neighborly, um, the, how interconnected everything is, right? Because again, you are that trusted provider for that, whatever that home service project is. Let's talk about home service, I guess, kind of why the focus on home service and, and what, are, what, are, what do you see with that industry kind of current and as we move forward? First of all, the why home services is because it is a very, very stable business. It doesn't matter who's in the White House. It doesn't matter what the economy's doing. It doesn't even matter if there was a pandemic. Our brands continue, Tim, to do very, very well. Because we really focus on three things, repair, maintain, and enhancing the home. And why is that a big thing? Well, because those three things, we focus on things that are happening. The, 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 the homes today are aging so much. The average home in America today is 38 uh, uh, years old right now. Now, think about that. And there's over a million homes being built every single year still. So that's a, that's, these mean, these homes are, you know, aging and they're going to be needing work around them. The other thing is what we don't do, Tim, as you'll notice, is we don't get into the new construction, the building. And why is that? Because it is dependent upon the economy. It is dependent. And by the way, they're usually lower margins and you're always chasing your money where when you have needed services, these customers are going to have these services done no matter what's happening in their community or in, or in the economy. Yeah, it's it really, it, it's, I think, and I know probably the majority of your brands in 2020 rolling into 2021, you're almost like embarrassed at how well everybody did when, when there are people that really got in industries that really got, really got hurt because like, again, those things are never going, going away. If it's, you know, there may be something where it's, you know, you're coming to to do the landscape 
um, at my house or clean my house, but all of a sudden it's the, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in Arizona and if somewhere my air conditioning goes out, that's a pretty big need. I don't care what's going on in the economy or you mentioned rainbow, there's water, whatever. Yep. Like yep. these things are just never, ever, ever going to go out of style. They don't win the award for the sexiest business in the world, but the, the sexy ones are the ones that are going to have the roller coaster ride or, or, or fade out at some point. Right. So, um, the, and, and this, I know this is, this may be a little bit unfair question because you've got 32 brands, but is there, are there a commonality of traits in, in the individual you're looking at for an owner just within neighborly, um, you know, not, not so much specific to the brands? You know, we have um, the client, the candidates that we consider for our brands when we're looking at them come from all walks. We've got, you know, certain brands that are more white collar, truly. They come back and they're looking for more of an executive type model. We also have brands where we do conversions. Maybe they are in the service space, like you said, heating and air. Maybe it's landscaping. Maybe we're, um, or plumbing where maybe there's contractors in that space where, hey, I need some help on actually putting business systems in place here, right? But, you know, I, but, you know that's also in a way unfair because I would say the majority of the um, candidates that we're now awarding franchising to are people that are out there just looking to start a business, whether or not they've ever worked on air conditioning, whether they've ever turned a wrench on a plumbing, you know, or mowed their own lawn. These are business owners that are building great businesses. So um, it is a great question. We see people from all walks of life, whether they're blue collar to white collar, um, that we can find a match for within the different brands. And I think it's a, a key thing to kind of touch on a little bit further is the owners. I mean, maybe there's an exception in 50 some like 5,000 some owners, but your owners aren't the doers right? Like the, the grounds guy owner isn't like out there running the weed whacker all day long, right? Um, they're, they are really designed as business owners, um, leading, building the business, leading the team, not like turning a wrench, swinging a hammer, running the lawnmower, correct? That's right. We want people to learn, really learn how to work on the business, you know, not in the business. Nobody ever comes to us to become a better plumber. <laughs> they they come to us really to build a significant business that we help them. And, and there's many ways to do that is number one, you have to have the right model that they can just literally come in and start working on and building the team around, right? We look yeah. for people that have good leadership or management background because truly in the service space, in the spaces we play in, I, I could say to them, getting customers is not the challenge whatsoever. <laughs> it's, do we have a leader that's going to be able to build a team, love and serve their team members that are going to love and serve their customers to satisfy all the business that comes their way? So we work on that. And that's one of the big things in the service space is we focus on enabling invested hundreds of thousands of dollars into it, which is how do you recruit, hire, train, retain and compensate and recognize the best and best team members? Right. So we have recruiting platforms and systems that help them become the preferred company in their community and their industry that people want to work at. So uh, Tim, if, if, if we have owners that are, you know, would work for themselves, right? Would you work for you? If that's a yes, and you are the preferred company in your community and your industry that people want to work at, guess what? It's not going to be hard to find good people. And that's what we really focus on from day one, when we help our franchisees build their businesses. 
Hey everyone, I wanted to take a quick break from our podcast to tell you about our amazing friends at Entrepreneur. If you're looking to become a franchisee or simply learn more about business ownership, and guys, let's be honest, you're listening to the Franchising 101 podcast, so we know you have some interest in this. And I really encourage you to go to entrepreneur.com to check out all of their great content and resources. Seriously, Entrepreneur has everything, all the way from a bookstore to the best podcast webinars and videos, plus information on upcoming events and the latest articles that seriously, they cover all aspects of franchising and business ownership. If you're having trouble deciding which franchise is right for you, start with Entrepreneur's renowned Franchise 500 ranking, which highlights the best franchises of 2022. For 45 years and counting now, Entrepreneur has been and continues to be the most widely recognized and respected authority in the franchise market. Digital and print subscriptions are available so you never miss out on anything. So seriously, what are you waiting for? Go to entrepreneur.com right now and learn more. And some of the many areas of support, I think just in franchising in general, but with you guys, it's like, support on multiple doses of steroids right so like there's so so many so many things to it but hiring a pick pick a service thing right uh the landscaper the the craftsman the plumber somebody's gonna go man i really want to own my own business um i love the concept of home service i don't know how to hire or find like that staff person the levels of support you guys have for for that new owner to come in and go, Hey, we know you've never hired anybody who's done that, but let me walk you through, you know, whether it could be as simple as a job description or how to interview them, how to compensate them, how to take care of them. Like they ultimately have to do it, but you guys have like teams of people (laughs) to help with that. And again, I think kind of lessens that initial fear of like, it sounds cool, but how in the heck am I going to, I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to plumb anything. How can I, how can I manage plumbers? It's it really not that it's really not that difficult when you just follow the plan. Right. So yeah. um, the, you mentioned another thing that I think is you just kind of said it so casually because you, you've been at neighborly so long and you know, get, getting customers is not a problem. Right. So, and you know, it's not like, hey, become an owner of a neighborly brand, kick your feet up and count the millions that just kind of roll in, right? But talk about the marketing, I'd say maybe even just like the marketing department and strategy, just kind of like, the, I think the amount of people in there and some of the things that happen back and forth between the different brands to make you guys so confident, hey, getting customers is not all that difficult. Right. Well, as long as they do what they're supposed to, right? Implement the marketing plan and the strategies. We have over 200 dedicated, I want to say that again, 200 dedicated experts in in different space, whether that's social media, whether that's SEO, whether that's um, paid media, whatever that is to drive business back to our franchisees, that direct mail for some of our brands, that's still a big key component to drive the leads, right? So we have these proven marketing strategies and plans. As a matter of fact, over those years that I mentioned to you, Tim, when I started when there were seven brands and now we're at 32, a lot of that knowledge also came when we acquired other brands and brought them in-house. And we brought in a lot of great thought partners of things that we have learned from other brands out there that we've acquired that we've been able to incorporate 
into our other franchise brands. And what that has ultimately helped us do then, Tim, is you think of those brands that I just talked about. Uh, 19 of those are, by the way, in North America here. Uh, the other were in nine countries. So uh, all 32 brands, some of those were in the UK and Germany and so forth. But uh, when you think about it, we have now what's called the neighborly hub. The neighborly hub is when we go into a market, take Waco, and you have a Mr. Rooter, a Glass Doctor, a Mr. Appliance, all those brands, and you award a new franchise like a Grounds Guys or a Mosquito Joe to somebody new there, when they start marketing their business, they also have access to all those other neighborly brands clients that we market to right away. So it allows them to go in and, and to leverage that customer base. And we have over 10 million active neighborly customers today. Crazy. And so, because again, it's one of those, like you talked about the overall concept of neighborly, right? If I, as a homeowner, I trust you for, you know, the grounds guys to come do that. And all of a sudden here comes something else in, right? Um, well, great. I've needed somebody new to clean my house. Here we go. Right. Um, I was wanting to, you know, do some repairs, right? Boom. Here we go. Um, all of those things. And then I would guess also for a new owner, if there's, I don't know, half a dozen neighborly brands already in the market, does, does that end up being a good resource for, for those owners to collaborate, to connect in the community and, and kind of share share some resources and referral sources as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because they get together in their community, they even do home shows together. They do job fairs together. They, they leverage those resources in their community to become that trusted source. Here's the other interesting thing, Tim. A lot of our franchisees come in with one of our brands. And then what they say is, boy, I've already got this customer base that loves me. They think of the brand and the service that we have today. They'll add another neighborly brand. Yeah. So for those that want to expand and grow, they have that opportunity as well because they already have the customer base of their own under their own umbrella. So if they're going to do a good job with one, they go, boy, I bet you're going to do great with this other service as well. Right. No, absolutely. And and I think that's a kind of a hidden element of franchising of how to scale, right? Is like we get, you know, I'm going to own, you know, one subway, I'm going to have five of them around, right? Or I want one territory of this business, maybe I'm going to get two or three. But that multi-brand is, I mean, that's, like again, that's next level empire builder stuff. And when it's all right there, you're and you're you're staying under the same umbrella and the same customers. Again, they already not only do they already trust neighborly, they trust you, right? Yep. Um, and maybe even some shared services with, with with some staff from time to time with that, right? So um the other thing that's always intrigued me with neighborly is some of the buying power, right? So we need we need a we need a we need a vehicle, we need equipment, we need to go buy whatever supplies stuff, right? Um, we're not like buying off the rack for any of those things. Talk a little bit about the, just kind of the massive nature of the buying power neighborly's bringing to the table as well. I will share with you, Tim, this is unique. I haven't seen it in a franchise in anywhere to this scale. You know, some of the brands that we own, uh, my wife and I, even out in uh, businesses, you know, there's been seven brands, seven vendors, and you had to use them. And the disheartening thing about that was you could get it cheaper and made it a better product or service locally than, than you had to. They used it as a way to generate income, right? And Neighborly doesn't do that. If you think about it, as a $4 billion company, Neighborly has 
better leverage to drive down the cost for their franchisees than an independent business owner does on their own. So they use that leverage to not only help get better pricing, but also provide rebates. So now instead of having those seven, imagine within Neighborly, we have over 300 pre-qualified and approved vendors. We get 20 to 25 applications every week for somebody to say, hey, we want to have our product or service go out to all of your 5,500 franchise owners. Well, guess what? Neighborly has this incredible vetting program to say, if you're going to do this and you're going to be a vendor, we need to make sure your product and service are top notch, whatever you're providing, whether it's um, whether it's vehicles, whether it's uniforms, whether it's 401k health insurance, we have all those for our franchisees, which is a big thing, right, Tim, for people starting a business. What happens to healthcare? Well, we have vendors for all those things. So those 300 vendors will drive down the costs for our franchisees that nobody can compete with locally and provide rebates. And what kind of impact does that look like? And I've got statistics actually right here. It was in, in, in 2019, we gave away, we, we generated over $54 million in discounts on top of any savings they could have ever gotten on their own and paid them back over $5 million in rebates. 2020, that went up to $64 million and $5.8 million in rebates. In 2021, Tim, it went over $91 million and $7.2 million in rebates. And I know that number for 2022, we're not done with the accounting yet, has grown significantly again. So this is money that drops down to the bottom line for our franchisees. It can offset offset the royalties. I don't know of another franchisor out there, Tim, that has ever sent checks back to their franchisees on a regular basis. Right. Um, and not taking any money off of the the, the use of those things. Right. So um, and, and again, it's it's some of them may not be be big things, but when at the end of the year you add that up, right? It 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 makes and every, when you're looking at the bottom line of your business, every dollar that you can get back, every dollar that you can get a better price because of you are part of one of these brands within Neighborly, that's that is that is huge, right? And even like the vehicles, right? Like me walking off the street trying to go get the exact same vehicle. Uh, a neighborly owner is going to get uh, through through those partnerships. It's going to be it's going to be totally different. They get it better. They get it cheaper than uh, you know employee pricing at the dealerships. It's, yeah. It's uh, so yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so next, basically, next time I'm ready for a new vehicle, I just call yeah. you and you got to hook me up, right? So we'll get you our code. As uh, as 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 our as our boy John at Grounds Guys said, yeah, I can definitely do that. Right when you become a Grounds Guys owner, so. Uh, <laughs> Exactly right. <laughs> the um, the other thing I wanted to kind of point out because I, I know this is again, and these are things that like to a point every every franchise is going to have support, right? Uh, and I think with with you guys, it's just it's, it's the the size that's next level, but it's also the training and support, right? You guys have um, franchise basically franchise business coaches, and I may be using the wrong internal term uh, right. for that. So a new new owner coming on board. Um, like you've got multiple people within that onboarding process. And even within that, you know, first several months that they're open, that is they're dedicated for their, for their success. So talk a little bit about kind of what that looks like for a, for a new owner. Sure. As we kind of go through the, you know, quality decision-making process. And when we award a franchise, the first thing that happens is they get handed off to a sure star coordinator. They literally have a timeline already set up from day one 
that was even before they were awarded a franchise. We even do that during our discovery process to make sure we match what would be best for them, but also with the brand for the opening and the brand and all that. So once they are with the SureStar coordinator, they're going to be doing a lot of training before they even come to our in-person week-long training on our campus. In Waco, we have over 800,000 square feet here on our campus here with training and office space. And then we also have our new uh, HQ2, we call it up in Las Colinas, uh, near the DFW airport, where many of our brands are. So after that, they will get started with their franchise business coaches. So they'll not only have a dedicated franchise business coach in their first tier. So if they're in the first tier, second tier, third tier, why do I say tiers? Because as their business grows, they're going to have different needs at different levels, right? right? So we make sure we have coaches at all those levels to accommodate where they're going to be in their business at that time. So they not only get a franchise business coach dedicated, they get a local brand manager, a local marketing, I'm a brand manager, a local marketing specialist, a technology specialist, as well as a technical specialist, whatever that technical side of their service space is. So it's, it's not a one-time, and Tim, there's a lot of great franchisors out there. There really are. And they really do their darndest to support but a lot of times, in some cases, the person that awards you a franchise is the one that's supporting you. We believe at Neighborly in, in where we are is we bring in specialists and experts at each level for our franchisees to help them through. So when they're get awarded the franchise, we're there to cheer them on. And, but they're going to be taken care of on the back end by experts that know how to market their business, to know how to go out there and build it from a, you know, when is it time, for example, to when most of our brands can start from their home, not all of them, but when is it time to leave your home and maybe lease an office space, right? When is it time to stop leasing a space and we coach them to buy a building and they sublet half of it out as an income producing asset? So it's all these types of things that we can really help our owners focus on achieving their goals that they've set out from the beginning. Yeah, it's just, it, it's crazy how many things are, are thought out or the one I always think of with that too is, um, you know, like when, when is the time to get another vehicle and another, another employee, another crew, another technician, whatever, like you get, like, it's not, it's not guesswork. You guys are going to know for each brand when you're at this mark, it is time to do that. Right. And, right. you know, if, or if your goal is here, what are the steps and kind of create that plan? So, yep. um, and again, as you said earlier with something like, you know, it, it's, this all, all sounds amazing, but like, if you're going to well, I don't know how to better say that. If you're going to sit on your ass all day and watch TV, it's not going to work. If you're going to no. not follow a well-planned out process and, and, and template, it's not going to work either, right, for that. Yeah, so that, that's always, that's yeah, that's business. across the that's board, right? You're right. You're right. You've got to come in. And, and really, you always hear this, and people probably hear it, but when you know your why, you can endure anyhow. It's fun. I will share with you. Business is fun. Tim, you know, it. you live it, you do it. My wife and I, we love it because not only has it allowed us to get to where we wanted for our family generationally, right? From a financial standpoint, as many other things, but it's also how many other people you can serve. Tim, I know where you're at in your life. You've done amazing. You've done so well. And you're like one of the people that has, has gone from success to significance. You're impacting people's lives. And that's truly where a lot of our business owners can get to, to where, yeah, you've got maybe some financial needs you want to meet for you personally and financially. But once you realize 
businesses really come in and put the effort in and have fun with it, love people, serve people. Yeah. It really isn't, you know, and, and by the way, if you're going to work hard for somebody else, you might as well work hard for yourself and reap the lion's share of the benefits. Yeah. Without, without question. And it's the, the, the phrase we use all the time. It's the get out of bed test, right? You're going to get out of bed. You're going to go do this. You got to, And again, even within neighborly, like, what, what might make one somebody a great owner for one brand might be bad for the next, right? It's still ultimately finding that right fit, but like get, get up, go have fun with it. It's, it's not all rainbows and unicorns, but it's way the hell better than working for somebody else. So um, what's um, last thing, Pat, and I'm going to let you go. And this is a little bit of a loaded question, but anything else in particular that you would really want to share with us about neighborly brands that maybe we haven't touched on yet? Um. Well, I would share with you in this home services space, this is really a neat time to consider it. And when I say, boy, Neighborly is, you know, the largest in the world, Tim, I truly believe we are just getting started. I'm not kidding when I say that. What I mean by that is people that are coming into our one of our brands right now are at such a huge advantage compared to all the pioneers that got us to this point because you get right. to leverage all the customer resources and everything. And when you think about the home services space, think about the aging housing market. It's just continuing you know, to need the help that it does. The other thing is, which is interesting, is the DIYers, you know, the do-it-yourselfers are becoming more do-it-for-me, right? And, and we're seeing that over and over. Here's why my biggest wonder about this whole millennial market years ago was, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Do you know that only one in five, 20% of millennials, Tim, millennials, they just, I saw this report that it said one out of five only could tell you the difference between a flathead screwdriver and a Phillips head screwdriver. <laughs> Think about that. They are going to be needing some services. Also, our population is rising. Homeownership, you know, rates are on the rise. You know, we got over 90 million homes here in the U.S. and we're building a million a year. It's a very safe reliable space that you can build as big as significant a business that you want. You're really not limited or capped. It's really what you go out and do. Yeah. And, and again, it's never, ever going away. Right. Yeah. Like I, I, again, Hey, frozen, frozen yogurt, nothing wrong with frozen yogurt, but you know, that's, that's the, we can't guarantee that's here to stay right. Home service, all of these things. Um, it's just, it, it's always going to be, it's always going to be there. So You're not going to outsource um, now, right? Right, exactly, right. So um, this is awesome, Pat. Thank you so much for for your time and, and coming on to talk to us today about uh, about neighborly. Yeah, I appreciate you and appreciate the partnership. I really, for your listeners, I if I could just say one thing, you know, uh, look into business ownership. It is by far the one thing that has changed people's lives for the better that I've seen over and over and over again. And really, when you think about it, what is the thing that prevents somebody from going forward and, and not going forward? Is, 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 well, what's, what's that old adage, uh, Tim? Fear is false evidence appearing real. Do your homework. Work with Tim. Work with his team. Do your homework. Figure out what's real and what's not. And uh, I wish everybody the best. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. And, and, and again, if you're listening to the Franchising 101 podcast for the last 30 minutes, you are interested in this. So reach out to us, francoach.net, franchising101podcast.net. 
It's never any fee for our service. Let's figure out if you should be doing this and which thing is best for you. So uh, Pat, everybody, thanks for tuning in. We look forward to chatting with you next week. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Fran Coach's Franchising 101 podcast, where our ultimate goal is to help educate you on all things franchising so you can create your better tomorrow.